Hi, this is Rise Rocket Radio, episode 119, recorded on Thursday, the 4th of February, 2016, and the time at the beginning of the show is 21 minutes past one in the afternoon. Hello again. Today, with me, again, as it's Thursday, and we're trying to make this a regular thing, <laughs> although things can get a bit unpredictable, is Tom Walton to talk me through the collection of our week's nerdly things that we've done. And let's start off with a TV show that Tom's been watching. If you want to tell me about it, that's Olympus. Hello, Roy. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I brought Olympus randomly on DVD. I'd never heard of it before. And I bought it after seeing the, the front cover and liking the look of it. It's had really bad reviews. It's a, it was made by the Sci-Fi Channel, and, and it's Canadian, filmed in Canada, with a lot of Canadian and British actors. And I really liked it. But I've only found a couple of people on the internet who liked it too. And it's basically... It's kind of trying to be a bit like... TV shows like Rome and Game of Thrones, but it's also a bit more silly and fun and got kind of magic and adventure. And it's set in ancient Greece and it's kind of ancient Greek politics with royal families plotting against each other, but it's also a young lost prince who's trying to hunt down the gods to recruit them to help his family, and there's lots of myth and stuff in it. And the story is a bit of a mess. It kind of, it's all over the place. But I liked it, and I really like the characters. And it's got a good atmosphere, even though it's a bit low budget. I hope there's going to be a season two, even though I don't know if there is going to be a season two, but I'm waiting to hear. And that's, yeah, that's Olympus. Yeah, thanks. And <laughs> I'm so nervous myself now. Not to get too meta, but we're trying a new thing today. We're sitting in a different room, and for the first time I'm using my shotgun mic, which means I have to keep remembering to turn it in the right direction. Okay, Olympus. Now, I think I've caught one or two episodes. It sounds incredibly familiar. What you're saying is they're not going for a particular Greek myth, like Jason or Odysseus, it's just everything? I don't know enough about Greek myth, that's the problem, but there's, I think most of the characters are based on real characters from Greek myth. It's, it's got Daedalus, who's the father of Icarus in the show, the one disappointing thing was it had the Cyclops in episode one kind of done with amazing CGI, but there wasn't really any more big monsters in the rest of the show, in the rest of the season. It kind of gave gave its best effect in episode one to lure you in and then didn't really deliver any more. But the, it, it's low budget, but I really liked it, and I think it, does, it managed to be good. And... I don't know how close it is to Greek myth because it's this guy called the hero is a long lost 
prince of Athens, and he's trying to reach Athens to tell his father he's the true heir, and meeting kind of an oracle and other characters in Athens is being invaded by... Oh, I can't remember what the other arm is called. Minoans, I think. And I need to know more about ancient Greece to know how true to the myth or history it is. But, yeah, there's some names I recognise in it. Does the hero have a name? That's his name. His name's Hero. Okay, and that's on what channel? In the UK, it's on a channel called Spike, which I don't have, but I bought the DVD box set. Okay, cool. I've talked about the X-Files before, but you were going to say something about that? Oh, yeah. X-Files, I haven't started watching the new season yet. I believe it's going to be shown on Channel 5 sometime next week, and I'm really excited. One thing I'm not excited about is that I read a spoiler that a certain character's coming back who I'm not a fan of coming back, but I'm going to leave judgment on that until I know what's going on, because I don't understand that X-Files storyline that well. Yeah, I'll save judgment until I've seen it. I think it's safe to mention the character's name out of context. Okay, the smoking man. Yeah, I've heard that too. It is true, he is going to be back. But many of the characters are back, like Walter Skinner's back as well. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, I like all the characters coming back. It's just that the Smoking Man story got so complicated and the original series had so many like fake deaths and fake life stories for him and I so lost track of what was going on with him that I hope they make it more simple this time with is he bad, is he good? What's he up to? Blah, blah, blah. I like The Smoking Man. It's got one of those complicated characters. I don't know how much you know about him from the previous series, but he's been involved in a lot of major events from history, let's just say that. I do remember the episode where he was... There was one episode where he looked back over his life, but I wasn't sure how much... True, you were supposed to take it that he was involved in these. I suppose he's a bit like an evil Forrest Gump in a way, that he's done all these great kind of, he's been involved in all these great events. Yeah, well, maybe he should come back then. Maybe I'll judge him too harshly. Well, you're entitled not to like the smoking man, but I really do like that character. So complicated and unfortunate. It's quite a sad background story although it doesn't excuse his later villainousness well the main reason I didn't want him back was because I thought he died in the final episode they even had a very cheesy scene where they just made extra sure he was dead by blowing him up with rockets if I remember correctly so although it's a very long time ago now yeah I remember that scene and I think you'll find they've blended it nicely into the new show. But I'm looking forward to that too. That should be on next Monday, Channel 5. I think it's 9 o'clock. Okay, 
Next, Magicians 2015. Now, I've talked about this endlessly and also on my blog over years, and I'm currently reading the last book in the trilogy, but you wanted to say something about this? Yes, I um, I haven't read the books. I've been planning to read them for a couple of years, so I was wondering what you thought, Roy, of should a newcomer start with the show or start with the books? I think the books are better than the show, but I don't think they'll spoil your fun. They're very different, but unlike, say, Game of Thrones, there's only three books, and they're not very long books either, so you won't have to wait for years and years to find out what happened. Great, that sounds great, and I was just skimming through the copy of the Magician King, and it, it looked quite different to the other book. And so it, it kind of, the blurb on the back sounded like it wasn't set in the same world. But maybe, you know, I haven't read enough of the first book to really understand. I thought the first book was set in the modern day, in a kind of magical college of some kind. Okay, in The Magicians, there's two worlds that are really the centre of the action, and the main world isn't our world. It's where the adventure starts and where the hero, Quentin Coldwater, and his colleagues at the school are from. But later on, it goes into a world called Fillory, which is based very, very strongly, almost satirically, on Narnia. And that's the subject mainly of the second book, well, that sounds great, because I'm a big Narnia fan, so yeah, that's really sold it to me. And I think I will begin with the book, because I think books can always grapple big worlds like that better than a film or TV show, so yeah, I'm going to put that on my to-read list, definitely. I was watching Futurama the other day, and they did a kind of parody of Lord of the Rings, so the one thing I will tell you is, if you're a almost religious fan of Narnia, you might get a bit irritated by the magicians, because there is a lot of mick-taking. And it's not just Narnia, it's also Harry Potter. There's a bit of fun made of Harry Potter. But it's weird. From what I can read, or the feeling I get from reading Lev Grossman's take on his version of Harry Potter and Narnia is that while he's mocking the two, he also really loves that genre as well. Well, I think I'm, I don't mind a bit of mocking of those. I think I can, I can laugh along with a bit of mocking, even though I like those books. They've got, they've got their traditions that can be a bit silly at times. So, yeah, I think that sounds like something I could handle. It, yeah, it does sound like he's a fan. It's interesting when a an author does that and it kind of delves into an older genre and takes it apart a bit and makes fun of it. So, yeah, I like the sound of that. Okay, the next thing on our list that I can see is Once Upon a Time, which started back in 2011 and is apparently still running. You're just getting into it. I did watch a huge chunk of this show and then... I slowly stopped watching it, and I, I don't follow it anymore. 
Yes, boy. Well, basically, it was two TV shows that I've just started, planned to start watching was Once Upon a Time and Orphan Black. And I don't really know anything about either of them other than Once Upon a Time, I liked the DVD cover because it, it's set in a town with characters from fairy tales and the woman on the front of the DVD had a big sword and I liked the look of the sword and so I thought, oh yeah, I've got to watch that. And Orphan Black was recommended to me. I've had a few good reviews of it. It was as a good sci-fi show and I've not really started watching either of them properly. I've only seen the first few minutes of each of episode one of both shows but I wasn't sure if you'd seen either of them or what you thought of them. So which is why I was going to bring them up. As basically, I've just gotten into them. And yeah, you said you've seen a bit of Orphan Black, didn't you, Roy? Yeah, I've watched Orphan Black. And again, I just haven't followed the series through. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a really good show. It's very different to Once Upon a Time. Obviously, Once Upon a Time is based on fairy tales, given the title. And Orphan Black is science fiction. Fairly hardcore science fiction. The main actress in it, I cannot for the life of me remember her first name. I know her second name as Maslani is absolutely brilliant in the role. So that's one thing to watch. You will be impressed by the acting, and you'll see what I mean if you get into the show. And it has a very, very dark theme. Uh, Much darker than Once Upon a Time's general tone. It depends what you're into. If you're really into hard science fiction with maybe a bit of the X-Files weirdness thrown in. You might like Orphan Black. Orphan Black is also very funny in parts. Well, thanks, Roy. I mean, yeah, that's great. I Hopefully, as soon as I get home, I'll be, I'll be up to speed on them, get them both in, watch as many episodes as I can. And I'm, I know there's a few big sci-fi shows that recently began, and... It's something I need to get into because I haven't watched a good sci-fi for a while and there's a lot of interesting shows around now so I really need to kind of browse the channels, the channels that are around these days and see what what I'm missing out on. Yeah, because you you seem more up-to-date than me, Roy, on most sci-fi shows so I don't... I think I'll get into them a bit late, usually. I might be up to date, but I don't follow through and watch many of these shows. There are just so many now. And I'm not complaining. I think that's a great thing. I remember years and years of almost no science fiction and no genre entertainment at all. So this is really great at the moment. Okay, next. You're reading a book at the moment called The Gospel of Loki from 2014. I have seen this in the library, I think, and also in a bookshop. And I flicked for a few pages. But other than knowing that it's about Loki, the Norse god of mischief, I don't know much more about it. I bought it yesterday. I wasn't planning to buy it. I just had one of those buy one, get one free books, and I picked it up and... I really like it. I'd say it reminds me a lot of Terry Pratchett in the style. 
It's basically the entire story of Norse Smith told from Loki's point of view. And he's very funny and likeable and kind of very, if you know Loki, he's very mischievous. He's the trickster. So I'm, even though I wasn't planning to read it, I'm glad I discovered it. And you know, I don't know much about the author. I know she's written some non-fantasy romance-themed possibly books in the past. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad I discovered this book. It seems quite good so far. Who is the author again? Joanne Harris. Okay, so that's the Gospel of Loki. Next, we've got a few random bits of silliness on that list. And you have a term that you mentioned to me the other day that sounded a bit weird, and I thought you might want to share it with everyone. Yeah, well, I like um, subcultures. I like reading about subcultures. and I like people who feel like they're a bit different and feel like they don't fit into the rest of humanity. And the latest term I've been reading about is other kin, people who call themselves the other kin. And these people, in terms of their body, they're human like you and I. But in terms of their mind and soul, they feel they might be something else, a dragon, an alien, an animal like an eagle, anything. So it got, it got me thinking, you know, what do we feel like on the inside? Do I feel like a human or could I be a bit dragon? Or when, when those times you feel like you don't fit in, is it because you've got the soul of another creature? And what, what do you think, Roy? Do you ever feel like an alien or a dragon or any of those things? Well, I do feel a bit alienated, but I've got to say, the only thing that bothers me about the whole other kin thing, and people are entitled to think what they want about them, but this is what bothers me. It's the same thing as that hypnosis that people do, the past life regression thing. And what bothers me about that is no one ever regresses to the point where they're a pig herder. They're always... King or Pharaoh Tutankhamun or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe the people have lots and lots of lives, but when you go and see the psychic, they pick your most interesting one. Like they pick the one where you were the shogun of Japan, not the one where you were the fisherman. But yeah, it's. Um, I mean, you want to be an interesting creature. You don't want to be a mouse or something, and you don't want to be a kind of pet poodle or something like that so it's, yeah there's an element of that in there a lot of them want to be elves there's a very high number of elves in the community so that's I think it's a nice thing to imagine you know I think it's people who feel different and they want to express that they feel different and I'd like to meet some of these people I don't think I ever have not knowingly I haven't really spoken to them, I've just read about them. So it's just one of those quirky things you come across when you're reading about the kind of different colours of human thinking that there are out there. Yeah. That is an interesting thing, Otherkin. I'll definitely be Googling that. The other thing that I found over the last few weeks from another podcast, I can't remember the name of the podcast, it's 
one of those American public radio spin-off shows, the host brought up the acronym FOMO, F-O-M-O, which is fear of missing out. So if there's a con that's going on and you miss it, or you think you're going to miss it, you have that horrible anxiety. And that's pretty understandable. But the one that really cracked me up a few weeks later is when someone mentioned JOMO, J-O-M-O, which is the joy of missing out. So if you've got an appointment for some really hideous dinner with relatives that you absolutely despise and you manage to come up with a great excuse which means you can miss that dinner then you're experiencing the joy of missing out now have you ever felt that well i suppose part of me thinks that if you know as life goes on and you you know i want to be a better person i think you you've got to kind of face these challenges i want you know if i've got a dinner coming up that I don't like the sound of. Maybe I've got to face it and say, right, how do I make this work? Instead of saying I'm sick or whatever. But yeah, I definitely, definitely. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit shy sometimes. Most thing, most exciting events, I'm glad I missed out on because they're crowded and they're a bit, they're a bit difficult to get into and fear of missing out. I don't know fear of missing out because we're talking about things like skydiving they're all a bit too scary and you know I've, some things you know are, can be disappointing like I'm naming no names but some classic bands some people I know have seen a classic band live and they weren't really all they were cracked up to be so yeah I think people need to do what make them happy and not force yourself to do things because other people told you it's something you need to do in your life. That's very important. Okay, the last thing on the mutual list that we've come up with of things to talk about today is the extremely vague What's That Alien Show? Yes. um, HMV and some other shops in the town centre had big posters for a new science fiction TV show. And the posters show a man, kind of intense-looking man, and next to him an alien, kind of scaly, kind of alien, grey alien, with scaly eyebrows, and they're just side by side, looking intense. I forgot what the show was called, so it looked good and I wanted to see it, but the name's completely got out of my head. So it looks good, but we have no idea what the show is. So if you do know what this new show with an alien and an interesting poster in HMV is about, let us know. Did they say anything about what channel it's going to be on? I think it was either adverts for the DVD and possibly Netflix. Possibly Netflix or Amazon. I think they're ringing a bell in my head. Amazon or Netflix, let us know. And with that, we've come to the end of our very short show today. Hope you enjoyed it. Sorry if it 
felt a bit stilted, it's because I'm having to wave my shotgun microphone around a bit and we have to get the timing right. So when the mic's pointed at me, I speak and then I have to very gently swing the mic around <laughs> towards Tom, which is a bit confusing because the natural thing to do is when one person stops talking, the other person starts. And if I was a bit more dexterous, I would have been able to flick the mic around like a reporter a bit better. But hopefully I'll get a bit more practice as the weeks go on. Anyway, that was it. This was Roy's Rocket Radio episode 119, recorded on Thursday the 4th of February 2016. The time at the end of the show is... 48 minutes past one in the afternoon. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Bye.